بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه مباركا عليه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى جل جلاله وعم نواله والصلاة والسلام على سيد الحبيب المصطفى صلى الله تعالى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد Dear respected brothers and our sisters Nice to be in your midst on this happy occasion. I generally don't do wedding programs because um, people have various different things to do on that day. But uh, mashallah, this uh, sister who's getting married, she's getting married to you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mashallah, she was very enthusiastic about this. And uh, she contacted us several times and we said, look, we can't guarantee. She contacted us about maybe one and a half, two months ago. We said, we can't promise at all. Because uh, two months away, we don't know what we're going to be doing because I just came back from overseas. So we said, look, contact us on the last week and if we can do it, inshallah, we'll do it. But mashallah, looking, looking at her zeal and her, you know, her desire for this, we said, chalo, bismillah, inshallah, we'll go and we do it. So um, it's nice to be, inshallah, on the moment of your happiness. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a really a wonderful day of happiness. I just want to share a few, few points with you. And then after that, I'll let you carry on with what you have to do today, inshallah. First and foremost, there's somebody who has compiled a list of things that husband and wives should take care of, should, be cons- should consider... Inshallah, that should help to lead to a successful marriage. This is, inshallah, beneficial for those who are getting married today and for those who are already married, like myself and many others, I'm sure, and also for those who hope to get married in the future. What somebody has done, this is in this, the, the way it's been done is that there's a number of T's that somebody has collected together, and I received this message. Allah bless the one who's collected these together. They are the T's for a successful marriage. You'll understand what I'm saying when I start. It says that the first T is for taqwa. The first T is for taqwa. Taqwa means God-fearingness. Taqwa means to do that which we want Allah to be happy with. To not be seen where Allah doesn't want us to be. And to be where He wants us to be. So Allah should not find us absent from where... He wants us to be, and He should not find us present where He doesn't want us to be. Inshallah, when the khutbah of the nikah begins, you will see that there are three verses of the Qur'an that are recited. And those three verses are specially chosen from different places in the Qur'an. They all are about taqwa. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullaha wa koolu qawlan sadeeda. Ya All of them are about taqwa. The benefit of this is a reminder for the husband and wife and for the two families that are coming together. That inshallah, if you think about Allah during the course of your marriage, your marital life, family interaction, then it will help you to even out a lot of problems. I give you an example. Let's just say that there's a... A, the wife cooks according to the way she learned from her mother or her side of the family. A particular dish, whatever is a famous dish that you have. You're used to it from your side of the family. And now you want her to make it that way. 
if you start an argument over it, it's going to lead to a problem. Like, why don't you make it our way? If you want her to make it your way, then give her some training in a polite way without trying to hurt her ego. I'm telling you this from experience. If I criticize my wife's cooking, right, and say, no, no, you guys have it wrong and my side has it right, that's, a, that's, that's very offensive. Now, I just want to get it right. I just want her to cook the way I want to. So, if I want that to happen, let's do it in the smoothest way. So I said, look, mashallah, you guys, you have your own style of cooking. I'm used to this style of cooking. Let's try this way as well. So you can know two ways of cooking. Then inshallah, you know, so it's just a knack of doing that. And the reason we do this is because they're a creation of Allah. We're a creation of Allah. And we want Allah to be happy with us. Allah wants us to be compassionate with others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be kind and generous with others. And wants us to be polite with others. That is akhlaq. So, inshallah, the first point, as I said, was about taqwa. The second T is for trust. I'm, I'm, I'm really talking about all of these things very briefly because each of these have long discussions which we don't have time to go into. The second T is for trust. The husband and wife relationship is one of the closest relationships in the world. Do you know how I prove that? It's to some degree, it becomes even closer than a child and their parent, or a parent and their children sometimes. The reason is that in the hereafter, which is going to be the life for hereafter, forever, the people who are going to be together in paradise is going to be a husband and wife. You're not going to be with your father or your mother in paradise, or your brother or sister, or your son or daughter, or your uncle or auntie, or whoever it is. Yes, you can visit them inshallah and everything else and you can get together with them. But those who will be living together will be husband and wife. That's amazing. They're not even your blood relative sometimes. If you're not marrying your cousin and you're marrying somebody from another tribe, another family, another ethnicity, they're not even your relatives. But you two, husband and wife will end up in Jannah together. It's a very long-term relationship. For this relationship to come together properly, you need trust. You know, husband and wives need to learn to trust one another. I remember there was somebody, their marriage was on the rocks. Because although they were married and they had children together for so many years, the husband never told his wife, the wife did not know how much the husband made. He, d he doesn't know how much his salary is. His letters she can't look at. And that's understandable to a certain degree, but what kind of trust is this? You know, what kind of a level of relationship is this? Trust is very important. Do not ever lie to your spouse. If you've done something wrong, I've realized that if you've done something wrong, seeking an apology is superior to try to make up another story and then they find out later. Husband and wives will find out about their partner more than anybody else. Wives have an amazing ability to find out what their husbands are doing eventually. Right? Eventually they find out. You can only hide things from anybody else just for so long. Maybe a month, maybe a year, maybe two years. But eventually after three years, if she finds out or he finds out, that, you know, whichever one is doing the problem, that you've been doing this for the last three years, you could have an irreparable problem. That's why I've always found... That if you do make a mistake, you do do something wrong even, best is just go and apologize. It may feel bad for a few days, but it will get better. Rather than try to hide it. Because one sin, one wrong 
one mistake leads to many others. The third T is for tongue. The third T is for tongue. And I'm sure everybody understands what that's going to be about. Keep control of the tongue. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, people will say things that they don't really mean. So many times people will say the word divorce. And after five minutes, they will regret it. Sometimes they say three talaq. Be careful of the tongue. Not just with the word divorce or talaq or whatever word you use for divorce. Also, just in how we communicate. The tongue is it's so important for us to control because that is what will really mess up this relationship. Now, people like me who like to talk a lot, who are very argumentative, I've got more to worry about than a silent person. People who, are, who like to talk a lot and who always like to win the argument, even if they're wrong, then you've got a bigger challenge. Because if you keep trying to win every argument with your spouse, you're not going to have any love left in that relationship. Remember the winner, the person who thinks he or she is right all the time, generally celebrates alone. Because even if they're wrong, they think they're right. Everybody else knows they're wrong. They're not going to celebrate with you even if you win the argument because you're so good at it. right? So it's not about who wins the argument. It's about trying to build a relationship together, especially with husband and wife, because we have a lot of children involved in this case. Number four, T is for time. You have to start spending time together with your spouse. If you're a person who's got a nice loads of different groups on WhatsApp and in real life as well, not just on WhatsApp, but you've got lots of friends that you like to go out with. So on Tuesday night, it's football. On Wednesday night, it's eating out. And on Thursday night is, I don't know, markers maybe, tabligh markers, right? And then on Friday, it's something else. And on Saturday, it's something else. Now you get married... And you expect your wife to stay alone for five hours each night or three hours each night. You come back at 12 or 1 o'clock. It's just not right. Initially, at least initially, you do have to spend time together to build your relationship. This is an important relationship because this relationship, as I said, carries on to Jannah. But more important, this is the relationship and environment you create for your children. And if you have one, one part of the family who's not always there. Similarly, if the wife is constantly going to her father's house, right? Constantly going to her father's house. His parents come to visit, she disappears to her mother's house, her relative's house. Now you can tell that that's just a disaster. Time is very important. Yes, eventually once you get to know each other, once you understand each other's needs and requirements, you can make adjustments. But you have to do it mutually. Remember, this is a person that you're committing yourself to because that is the family unit that in which you will bring up your children. And that needs to be very cohesive. Lots of arguments come because the husband's not there or the wife keeps disappearing. Either way, it's a, it's a problem. The next T is for... The next T is actually for tea. Meaning chai. Tea. Right? What does that mean? And again, I didn't make this list up, but I think it's interesting. Make sure that you eat and drink together at the same time. I think in most of our families, we do tend to sit and eat together. But in some more professional, formalized families, husband comes at a different time from work, wife comes at a different time, and food's in the oven, warm it up in the microwave and eat. I, I'm talking to everybody, so I should be talking to you. Right? Um, 
So try to sit down to eat together, especially when you have children. It's very important to sit together with the children and eat because there's a lot of things that are shared at that time. And we need to speak to the children, see what's been going on at school, anything that's troubling them. Because if you have that healthy interaction at that time, then children will feel like they can divulge whatever problems they have in their mind to the parents rather than to some weird friend who then takes them in the wrong direction and the children psychologically feel alone and then they resort to drugs and other means of gaining some kind of happiness. Um, there's some more teas left, just a few. The next tea is for technology. In this time and age, we have a new challenge. Before, it would just be going to visit people and meeting people. Now, you don't have to be anywhere. You could be visiting hundreds of people online while sitting with your spouse, while sleeping with your spouse as well, unfortunately. Husband and wife both in bed. The husband is on his WhatsApp and the wife is on her WhatsApp as well, speaking to her friends. It's more important, I guess. right? And of course, there's so many other things. There are so many other worse places that people can go, not just on WhatsApp, but in all sorts of other websites and things like that that destroy marriage. Technology is a good thing, but it does, it's not there to destroy lives. Numerous research shows how Facebook has actually ended people's marriages because of what is done. You can read the research online and WhatsApp is a massive fitna, right? Um, I've got a talk on that on Zamzam Academy about social media. If anybody's interested to know more about that, I don't want to go into it right now. The next T then is for troublemakers. Troublemakers. Now, what do you think I mean by that? You may have somebody in your family that doesn't, that causes trouble. Maybe they have the best intentions, but they don't know how to do it. i give you an example. There was a wife who used to constantly tell her mother everything. And her mother used to advise her. But her mother's from another generation. Her mother doesn't understand the daughter's generation. Right? The mother never had any technology in her generation, in her time. But the daughter does. Right? The daughter does. Now, after a few, after several months or so, one day, as always, the daughter was telling about her issues with her husband, petty issues. You know, like a soap opera. She would call up every day or every two days and give the latest part of EastEnders, right, of their marriage. And the mother would advise her. It was like the mother was a, it was like the daughter was a robot in the hands of the mother telling her what to do. Say this, say that, whatever. One day when she called up her mother, the daughter said, sorry, the mother said, I've just realized that I am not in your position. I'm a third person. I'm outside. I'm your mother. But from now on, I don't want you to tell me anything about what goes on in your life. I want you to deal with it yourself. The reason is, I don't have the same relationship with your husband that you do. The same intimacy, the same communication, the same relationship. I'm a third person and then I'm your mother. I'm always going to be biased. From now on, I want you to deal with it yourself. The day she said that, obviously her daughter felt isolated and a bit put off initially. But that was the secret of the success of their marriage afterwards. Because now her daughter, who was much more aware of the relationship between them, acted for herself and the relationship improved. Don't let somebody else control your relationship. Yes, when things become out of control or think you think they're going to go out of control, then go get some help from the right people. If that's your mother, your auntie, your friend, whatever. But don't let your friends control your marriage. You're not supposed to be providing your friends an update 
of the first several months of your marriage and then let them comment on it. That is completely wrong. In fact, I've seen cases where it got messed up afterwards because the wife was actually giving an update on everything, including little arguments and petty arguments, and it was just having a, a, a very bad uh, uh, effect on their marriage. Do it, deal with it yourself because you're in that relationship. And uh, finally, the last, uh, there's two T's left. The, the second to last T is for temper. Control your temper. There will be cases where things will get aggravating. Right? Husband and wife relationship in the beginning starts off with a lot of romance. But eventually when the romantic period, when everybody stops acting formally and they get a bit more informal, you will start noticing defects on your partner. Because every human being has defects. I have defects, everybody has defects, except the prophets. Right? So now you'll start noticing defects. When you start noticing defects, you'll start getting aggravated. Be careful of your temper because temper will lead to you saying things, doing things that will just spoil the marriage. Control your temper. And finally, the last point, T is for tahajjud. T is for tahajjud, which means we need to learn to pray together. If you're doing tahajjud together, it means you're doing the other five daily prayers together. So if the husband and wife can wake each other up for tahajjud and create a healthy Islamic environment in the house, then inshallah they can guarantee being together in paradise. It would be quite sad if I was in paradise and not my wife. And it'd be quite sad if my wife was in paradise and not me. Although I think she's going to go to paradise, I hope she takes me along. She's a much better person than I am. But the thing is that we want it that both of us go to paradise. And for that we need to make a bit of an effort. And inshallah if we can do our normal prayers, but also wake up at night when others are sleeping. The Hajjah time is so special. You know why? It says that that is also the time that if you see a dream at that time, it's the most truthful dream. The reason is that it's just before Fajr time. It is the time when the evil people who spend their nights doing evil have finally gone to sleep. Right? Because people who are in nightclubs and doing weird things is until maybe 2 o'clock, maybe 3 o'clock. But at 4 o'clock, they're gone. And the mischief makers of the day are not awake yet. It's the purest time. The Hajjah time before Fajr is the purest time because the evildoers of night have gone to sleep and the evildoers of the day are not yet awake. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us in all of these T's. And as I said, these T's are not from the Sunnah, but each of the points that are mentioned in there are from the Sunnah. So I'll just quickly say, the first T was for Taqwa, second was for Trust, third one was for Tongue, Fourth one was for time, giving time. Then it was for tea, to have meals together. And then it was for tolerance, taking care of technology, troublemakers keeping them out. And finally, tahajjud, uh, getting rid, rid of temper, sorry, and then coming together for the sake of Allah with, with, uh, with inshallah, tahajjud prayer. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless this marriage, make it one of great relationship and love and understanding and affection and bring the two families together allow this family unit to have some great inshallah uh, children and progeny until the day of judgment and allow them to come together and accept uh, we ask allah to accept them for the service of his deen uh, they don't know how but allah will inshallah give them that opportunity and all the others who are married here allah increase and enhance our marriages and those who are not married May Allah grant them pious and suitable partners. Jazakallah khairan. 
وآخر الدعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين